about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshigma, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. to do what I tried to do in the first service in the fact that I'm not going to rebuke you today. I just want to comfort you and encourage you. You need to have enough faith. Uh, So, follow me. I need you to take your phones out. I need you to take notes quickly. I'm not going to prance around. I've done that during worship. Uh, And I just want to give you some nuggets. December is always a challenging month for many people because many people just find themselves depressed, find themselves in sorrow, find themselves in trouble. And every November stroke, December, I try to attack a demon called money. Money is not the demon, it's how we use it. So last week we spoke about financial transition. I want to finish that this week and then I'll let you go. It's called Right Deeds for a Great Future. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10. The Living Bible says, For the love of money is the first step towards all kinds of sin. First step. Some people have even turned away from God because of the love, because of their love for it. Some people have turned away from God. Some people won't even give God anything in December. Some people won't even come to church in December because of Christmas. Sometimes I don't understand. What exactly is Christmas? Where everyone seems to run away from the person who actually is the reason for the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You heard me? And it says, as a result, have purged themselves with many sorrows. Last week, I spoke about transition and the ability to let go so you can hold on to God. That can make you walk, that can make you live, that can make you praise God. I said many people don't know how to transition financially. Some people don't know how to move from a boy to a man, from a man to a husband, from a husband to a father, father to a grandfather. Some people don't know how to move from a girl to a woman, and from a woman to a wife, from a wife to a mother, from a mother to a grandfather. They don't know how to transition. They are, in, by, by, their, by the baby they carry, are a mother, but by their actions, they're still a girl. And, 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 and many people don't understand how to transition, even financially. Many people can't transition from leaving their parents' house to paying their own bills. Many people can't transition from you taking care of yourself to now having a wife who you need to take care of and a family you need to take care of. Many people don't understand this because many times they just spend money anyhow. And when it comes to your financial future, the decisions that you make today can change the course of your life. And so today I want to just round up this series, this series especially during the time of, of, of December, when Christmas is all to do about God, but we're depressed financially. And also we are up against the demon of mammon because they bring in Black Friday, they bring in Cyber Monday, and after Cyber Monday, just a few weeks after that, even not even up to a week, they do early sales. You know, before they do sales, 
after the 26th. That doesn't happen. They want people to come to the high street. And so you see people carrying bags. And then there are deals going on. And then on the 26th of December, then you are queuing up at uh, next. Uh, or queuing up in front of Selfridges, or queuing up in front of uh, Harold's. Harold's, help me, babe. I didn't say you're doing that. I just said, just help me. Uh, uh, and they're queuing up, and, 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 and it is noted that in the month of December 2019, there will be a credit card bill will rack up to the region of 53 billion pounds in the metropolis of London alone equating to 53,000 pounds per household. So, if you don't like coming to this service, tough. You are in. And I have to talk about it. Last week, we spoke about how do I transition financially. I talked about, first thing I spoke about was daily submissiveness. When you submit to God, you will find direction. When you submit your finances to God, when you come under a mission you will have direction. It will teach you not to do things that you're not supposed to do. When you submit to God, you will find protection. Protection. The enemy called financial sabotage will run away from you. When you submit to God, you will find provision. God will provide for you. It's called daily submissiveness. That's the only way you can transition financially into greater heights. The second thing I want to talk about today is what I call daily sagaciousness. It's sagaciousness. I mean, what is that? Sagaciousness means someone who is showing keen discernment, sound judgment, and far-sightedness financially. It's called daily sagaciousness. You, you have to learn to be sagacious. You have to learn to be, to, be di, to, to be discerning financially. Calm down time. You just want to encourage them. So let me teach you how you do that. Especially in this December. Number one, A, by creating financial goals. Setting goals should be the first step in building a strong foundation. It is important for you to know where you want to go before you set out on a course of action. Instead of having nebulous financial goals, you should create specific, measurable, and time-oriented goals that will help you reach your goal. Because many people will just say, oh, when I get into 2020, January, I'm going on, uh, on a diet. Many people will go on a food diet. They suddenly become vegans. Many people will go on a uh, drink diet. It's a, it's a uh, dry January. Thank you, thank you. He knows what I'm talking about. Uh, dry, dry January. Many people will go on a weight loss and all that. The problem I'm, I, I see with all that is because by the time you get to the second week in January, everything has gone out of the window. You know why? Because we didn't set realistic goals. And financially, many of us are just setting nebulous goals, things that is unreachable. Before we enter into 2020 January, why don't we start to set some realistic goals? goals financially. One of the goals you can set is, I'm going to start to live below my means. One of the goals some of you can set is, I'm going to now improve my credit score. What is my credit score like? How can I improve it? 
Some of you will be clearing your debt. I've been sitting down with a young, so some young ladies in church, you understand, who have, who have set their mind to start to clear their debt and we have walked through it. Some of you can just say, you know what, as I walk into 2020, 100 pounds every single month, I will add it to my mortgage so I can pay off my mortgage. If you pay 100 pounds every single month, do you know you will shave off, if, you're an, if you have a 25-year mortgage, you will shave off three years of your mortgage. Just by that. Minimum. Why don't you set a goal that in 2020, from today, I'm setting my, put my finances in order, I'm going to buy that property. I need to learn to transition. There's a young lady who went out yesterday to look for a property, for, for, we were looking at property on our behalf and all that kind of stuff. She had this one stuff in mind. I said, I've got to stretch you, girl. I've got to stretch you. I've got to stretch you because you're not buying only for today. You're buying for tomorrow. And what looks difficult today, you will look back in regret that if I could have just pushed myself, I would have had a better deal. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? But, but it's, it's, it's transitioning. I could see the struggle in transitioning. Because a lot of things will need to be cut off. Why don't you set a goal for, okay, I'm going to start to put money towards saving for retirement. I'm going to start to put money to create a children's fund. Can I ask a question? If I want to be honest. There's only a few of us. A few, a few. You know, because I pastor this church, so I know. There's only a few, tiny, little, weeny, beeny, tiny of us that will pray that our children should go to the same school we went to. Surely, I don't want my child to go to the school that I first started, St. Peter's School in Vauxhall, SE 11. No way. Many of us want our children to do better than we have done. And the only way we can do that is by creating financial goals. So, daily sagaciousness comes by setting or creating financial goals. You see, I'm not shouting today. Number two is by creating a budget. This may get me shouting a bit. Uh, A budget. How many people have a budget? Just don't lie in church. Just raise Okay, show me your budget. I need to see your budget. It should be on your phone. Show me, show me your budget. If you've got a budget, lift your hands again. The hands have disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how many people honestly have a budget? A budget is not for what you have spent. A budget is for what you are going to spend. Thank you for lifting your hands. You can put it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask someone beside you at least on two, both sides, say, do you have a budget? Get an answer. I didn't see them. Temitara, did you speak to someone? You did? I didn't see you move. I Speak to the person behind you. I asked do you have... If they say they have a budget, fine. Second thing you should ask the person, say to them, Show me your budget. Don't do that. Don't do that. Guys, honestly, many of us, we've walked into December 
and we are going to buy presents for everybody without even knowing what we have. It is it's tragic that you will please so many people at the expense of your life. A budget is the implementation plan for your financial goals. It puts purpose on your spending. If you want to break the habit of spending more than you've got, if you want to build a resistance to impulsive buying, you've got to nip it in the bud yet. <laughs> I need that to resonate there. If you want to make progress, you've got to nip it in the bud yet. You don't have a budget, you don't have anything. A budget simply is planned spending. A budget is telling your money where you want it to go rather than wondering where it went. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5, just that scripture only, it says, plan carefully and you have plenty. But if you act too quickly on Cyber Monday, you will never have enough. Plan carefully. Budgeting isn't fun by any stretch of imagination and certainly comes easy to others, uh, some than others. But I am a firm believer that everyone should have a budget. Do you have a budget? You pray to God, God by your spirit, I will rise. Rise on what? Nip it in the... I didn't hear you. Nip it in the budget. Nip it in the what? Get your jet in the bud. Or bud the jet. I don't care. You've got to have a budget. Alright. So what is a budget? Number one, let's start to put it up. Because many people say, what is a budget? Number one, when you set your budget, you write it down. The first thing that you put up there is going to be your tithes and your offering. I don't care what you talk about, tithes or something. I'm not interested in 10% and all that. I'm interested what part of you actually goes back to the God who has allowed you to go to work. What do you really use to honor God? What exactly are you doing? No, no financial advisor has ever come to me over the last 25, 26 years that I know I have money. I mean that there's some semblance of some money in the accounts. Uh, I'm not talking about the kind of money that I had before where I went to order a Chinese and I went to the bank and it says uh, insufficient fund and I ran. I'm not talking about and, uh, the Chinese guy was looking at me like, uh, what, what, what's up, bro? I just looked at you, I can't, there's, there's no money. No, no, no. no. I, I didn't have enough money for the Chinese because there was no budget. Many of you don't understand. When I keep saying this story of this Chinese because it's the only thing that has kept me sane. There is no financial involvement I will have if it impedes on me being able to buy Chinese food anytime I want to. That thing is not going to happen. My wife and I, we withdrew from a 250,000 pounds house because when I looked at the budget, my Chinese wasn't going in there. I said, this is overspending. Okay. First thing that... Something has to motivate you. 
<laughs> Funny enough, I can't remember the last time I've ever I've gone vegan. Ish. <laughs> can't remember the last time I ate Chinese. I can't remember. But in those days, it was the things that made me say to myself, I have to stop getting in front of because that's the best food I love. Sitting in front of the Chinese restaurant. And then before you enter, you're, you're calculating. I can't drink water. I can't. No, 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 no. I, I, we, we had to sit down and have a budget. Second thing that needs to go on there is your mortgage, your, your, your rent. Third thing is council tax. Fourth, home insurance. Have you, have you got a budget? What about water? You pay for that electricity and gas. Are you seeing that? What about your broadband and landline that you don't use? Your mobile telephone. You've got the iPhone. Whatever. I can't say that so I don't want to get sued. You didn't plan a budget. You're paying 80 pounds. Did you just say that? <sighs> TV license. Many people went quiet. You're stealing. <laughs> what about life insurance? These are budgets. Health insurance. Car repayment. You bought a car. On loan. School and nursery fees. Where is that? Sky TV. 80 pounds a month. I don't have time to... Okay. But, 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 but let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this quickly. You have got Sky TV, 80-something pounds. I don't care. I don't know what you've got. You've got Netflix, 7.99. You've got Amazon Prime. You've got that on it, you understand? And then you've also, you've also got... Um, what's this music? Music, tell me, tell me, tell me. Spotify. How much is that? Ten what? Nine ninety. You you you. You know why you don't know? It's because you don't have a budget. But you're paying for it. How much is it? You you don't know. How much is it? Come on. How how many people have Spotify? Or how? And nobody can tell me exactly how much of it. How much is it? Nine nine ninety nine. You see, they didn't say ten pounds. It's ten pounds. <laughs> Then they've got uh, Apple, and then some guys have got BT Sports. Wait, uh, <laughs> and then you're now paying also TV license. Get home today and calculate every single thing you're watching on TV, which you really don't watch more than two or three hours sometimes during the day because you're at work. And it can come easily. When I made that calculation, I cried. One thousand. 150 pounds in 10 months that's 1500 pounds and you are owing a credit card of 2000 pounds i don't want homes i want <laughs> i want people to start doing things budget 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 you got sky what about your food do you know how much you're spending on food i just saw a husband and wife look at each other how much really are you spending on food? You don't have a budget for food. We, we have a budget. We put food in a separate account. 
so that when that money runs out, which I have no business, all I'm saying to guys, food must be in the house. How you operate that food money, I don't want to know. Because sometimes you said, I'm expensive. I don't know how I'm expensive. I've asked this question so many times, how my feeding is expensive. Because in the morning, I take granola. How many people take granola in the morning? It's, it's not good for your health. Is it what? What's, it depends on the brand. It's not cheap. Do, do I look poor? <laughs> do I look poor? Huh? Huh? Number one, I don't drink. When people go to have a meal, they have a bottle of wine. I don't drink. So granola, three pounds something. It's expensive. I don't understand. I have no idea. And then in the afternoon, I have either a sea bass or... fish I take that's cheap. What's that fish? Salmon. Salmon. But that's all. That's my entire day gone. How is that expensive? You are shouting. Let me come to you. You go to work. You go to McDonald's. You go to... Uh, whatever stuff you go to uh, no you don't even go to McDonald's you go to that play burger stuff not Burger King there's another one uh-huh. and then by the time you leave the place 10 pounds 10 times 5 50 some of you you spend 20 pounds a day times 5 100 100 times 4 400 400 times 10 months 4,000 pounds you have you've, you've spent on food that ended up on the white seat I mean, you flushed it down. And then you're in debt. You know why? Because there is no budget for food. There's no budget for food. My food is cheap. For what I do. (laughs) Okay. Let's go back to our budget. So we have food. How much do you spend on food? What about fuel? Do you know how much you're spending on fuel? You're going to every party every single time and you're buying petrol. You're taking your friends. Anytime you put your friends inside your car, the first thing you need to do is collect. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're still on our nails and hair. How much do you spend? Toiletries. Toiletries. How much do you spend? And then you now make a total of all that. Then you also have what is called miscellaneous. I say everyone needs to pay themselves. So what, how much miscellaneous? You have, between my wife and I, we have a hundred pounds miscellaneous every single month. That means you can spend the money on whatever you want to do. Miscellaneous. When I told someone to give me their budget, they put a miscellaneous of 300 pounds. I said, so that means in 10 months, that's 3,000 pounds that you don't have any account. Are you alright? Is something wrong with you? I mean, all your budget is sorted out. All I'm just saying is that maybe you want to just buy this or buy this CD or buy this. That's, your, that's, that's all. Do you have that? 
what's about your savings and then debt. So put all that into one, 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 one go. And this is what is called a budget. I don't see any phones coming out to take a selfie on this one. Take out your phones and take a photograph. This will help you to do a budget. So if you want to be sagacious, you have to create a financial goal. You have to create a budget, number two. You have to create a debt repayment plan. Some people are still taking photographs. You still want it up there? Uh, Put it up there. Don't just take it and put it inside your stuff. Use it. Create a debt repayment plan. Somebody say, is this church? It's church. This is church. It's church. You go to many churches and you leave the place not knowing what you did there. This is church. Before you start spending cybers, Monday, cheap gifts and all that kind of stuff, what about the debt you owe? Create a debt repayment plan. List all that you owe. You need to know where you are before you can figure out what to do about it. You, let me give you an example. You have a credit card. You owe £5,000 on the card. A typical 16.9 APR. And you're only making the minimum payment. After five years, you would have paid back £5,200. After five years. But you will still owe nearly £3,000. If you keep paying the minimum payment, after 25 years, you you will still owe £300. Minimum payment. Can you see how crazy this thing is? Create a debt repayment plan. Have a goal. I'm going to clear this off. A lady once came to me. She went to get money from another place to clear off her, her, her loan or his loan. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I said, so how much are you owing? She said this. I said, how many, how many, how many months have you paid? She's paid over or she... Skim, skim. <laughs> Has, has paid over 10 months. But after 10 months, she's still owing them the money. I said, call them up and say, you want to do a deal? You know, you can do deals with people. Say, you know what, I owe 3,000 pounds, I've got 2,000 pounds, I'm paying you off, if not, I'm going to my next debtor. They'll say, give me the money, we'll wipe off your debt. But many of us just get the letters and put it under the pile. Number four, create, creating an emergency fund. If you're ever working and you don't have a minimum of three to six months emergency fund, that means that if you lose your job, you can still survive clearly for six months. You're overspending. It's, this is called sagaciousness. This is, this is how you have a, 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 a future. There has to be a minimum, not, not, not money in the savings that you're worried about how much interest you're going to get. Forget about interest. We're not talking about interest right now. The goal is just security and protecting your financial plan. That's your aim. You've got to get there so that in six months, if anything happens, you know that you can still do something. And you know the, the, the good thing about this is, is, is that many of you, sometimes you may just need, you may be contractors, you may need a break, you want to do something you always wanted to do, but you can't do it. But you can't do it because you have nothing in your account and you're depressed. So you've got to create an emergency fund. Number four or five, You've got to create what I call a proper insurance coverage. Anybody who is over the age of 30 need to protect their assets. 
Listen to me. I'm not talking about the, the, the normal ones like a car insurance. You've got to have it like a building insurance. If you buy a property and you don't have a building insurance, they may not give you a mortgage. But what if, what if, you're living, if you bought a flat? Because if you have a flat, you don't need to pay building insurance because it's supposed to be in the service charge. You may need home insurance, but you don't need a building insurance. But I'm not talking about this, those insurance. I'm talking about insurance like a life insurance or a critical illness insurance. Let me share this unfortunate um, 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 thing with you. There's a certain person I know. That person paid money into their life insurance and critical ill insurance for over 10 years. After a while, there was a financial issue that happened. The person stopped paying the money because there were other things they needed to do. Three months after that, that person had cancer and fell ill. They tried to get back onto the insurance. The insurance says, no, because you have to declare what the state you are in at that time. And unfortunately, the, the, the sickness was wiped out. Their savings wiped out the entire home. I sat down. I know. I know because I've got the insurance. I, I, I know. I know exactly. Do you know how much that insurance would have paid out? 300,000 pounds. I pray for good health and I pray for life. But I shouldn't be a foolish and a reckless pastor not to tell you that you're playing Russian roulette with your life and your children and your family if you don't put something in place. If I pass away, I want my, 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 the people behind me to, to have things easy. Especially if I'm the breadwinner. I will live long. I pray to God. But financially... To my wife, my value, financially, financially, is higher in death than alive. And if there's anything that the spirit haunts someone, if I ever pass away and then she goes and marries someone, I will hunt the person down. So sometimes if you're unable to perform your duty, you need to have what is called a, 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 an insurance coverage. Help, what about health insurance? Things are going really difficult for the government nowadays. A simple 20 pounds, 25 pounds can give you a good coverage on a health insurance. Getting into a work and a job and they give you a health insurance that you need to contribute some amount of... It's, fantastic. My wife was in a work before where she was getting health insurance and he also took care of the dental insurance. My teeth was bad. No, 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 I can laugh now. <laughs> but then it was really bad. The first time I sat in Canary Wharf, in Canary Wharf you have good dentists. You don't, you, you don't have, yeah. you have good dentists. Every, the first time I sat there, the woman looked at my teeth and she said to me, uh, Mr. Ty, and when she said, Mr. Ty, I thought, this is trouble. She said, this is going to take like four weeks. I said, and I looked at her, I could see the disappointment in her eyes. And I said, four weeks only? She looked at me and just laughed. They, they, had, they, they worked on it. It was really bad. And so, sometimes you young ones, if you start early, you can have a lifetime 
of a cheap insurance and just do it for life. And I'm saying this and we're missing out. Because when things start to happen, we start to pray, we feel depressed, we leave church, we feel nobody is helping you without realizing that you have the opportunity to help yourself. Be self-dependent. Number five, number six, number seven, I don't know. Follow what I call the 10-10-80 rule. Let me say this before anyone, before you make any comments. The first 10% of your money supposed to go to God, to honor God. Set it aside. Give, make, put it in your plan to give to God. It is an act of worship. It's an investment in advancing the kingdom. Where did I find that? 2 Corinthians 9.27 says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, forget the tithes, forget the 10%, forget that. I'm just giving you a basis in which you're supposed to say to yourself, what goes for me back to God? Who has given me the health to walk? What goes to me to the protector of all things? Why would I pray, be praying to God that I am arguing in giving to him? The second 10% you should use to pay yourself. Pay yourself. This is where you set aside the second 10%. And the second 10% is supposed to cover three things. Number one, it's supposed to cover your emergency fund as a savings. Number two, it's supposed to cover your expenses like your, your, your car repairs, vacation, and all that kind of stuff that comes in. And the third one is supposed to be a long-term savings where you just don't touch it. Someone's looking at me like, Pastor, in 10%, uh wait till I get there. And the other 80% is what's supposed to pay for your food, your clothes, your gas, your tuition, your entertainment, and all that kind of stuff. Now listen to me carefully. This is the basis in which everyone needs to operate. 10, 10, 80. However, this is where I want to encourage you. You need to be able to reduce the 80 so you can add it upon the other 10s. Listen to me. We live, technically speaking, on the 60 to 50%. Which means the other 50% can go into savings and the other part of it can go into me giving more generously to God or to helping other people. And if we didn't have that, we would not be able to move into the next phase of our life in giving another wonderful daughter of ours a better life. If we, had, if, if we had continued to consume everything we have. The car that I'm driving right now, my, my Honda's been with me for over 15, 16 years. My bearing factory changed it once. The other time, two, three years ago, they told me it's time to change it. I went there. I said, what's the difference in the new model and the old one? I said, the back of the boot is different. I said, the back of the boot? There's the back of the boot. The, the, the back of the, I said, my friend, I said, get out of here. No, no, why would I? And many of you think your value is based on the car you drive. Listen to me. That, that guy that you're driving, you're be my wife, or you're driving, uh, be my wife means BMW, uh, uh, or you're driving a Mercedes, or you're driving a car, and, and you're pressing your horn. Pressing on the horn for a cyclist who is wearing a cap that can buy your entire generation. Because you know you valued yourself that because the guy is on a bicycle. <laughs> the guy on the bicycle owns a conglomerate. And many of you think your value is based on the car you drive. 
Who really cares about the car you drive? You know, sometimes you're driving a car that has put you in debt. And you're, drive, and you're riding a bicycle that has a major escalate into financial heights. You've got to learn to reduce the 80 so you can add onto the savings and add onto the giving to God in that perspective. The, it's the, it, the 10, 10, 80 is if you can't walk on that basic rule, you're overspending. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? Did you hear? So you've got to create a budget. You've got to create a, a repayment plan. You've got to create an emergency fund. You've got to create an insurance. You, you've got to sit down this month, 1st of December, before you get into the festivities of Christmas. Before you start buying a clothes that you wore the first time and it looked good and three weeks after or three months after you wear the same clothes. You say, what is wrong with this clothes? Maybe there's nothing wrong with the clothes. Maybe something's wrong with the shape that is wearing the clothes. It doesn't fit anymore. You've either ate too much or you've ate too little. It doesn't fit anymore. The, the thrill of the clothes is no more. The car that you drove. I remember when my wife first got her hand, she told my son, no eating in this car. That's the rule. No eating. She went as far as buying a small bin for the car. Where is the bin now? <laughs> you following what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, it's irrelevant. The car is not... Uh, there's no thrill anymore. There's no thrill. Don't spend your money in a way that will cause you to miss out of your future. Daily submissiveness, daily sagaciousness, and lastly, daily steadfastness. All the other two will not work unless you are steadfast. What do I mean by steadfast? I'm only going to give you two and I will close in five minutes. Number one, to be steadfast in your financial plan, you have to stay in your lane. What did I say? Tap someone beside you. Say, yo, 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 yo. Tell them, wake them up. Say, yo, 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 yo. Say to them, stay in your lane. Pastor, what do you mean by stay in your lane? Two things. If you want to keep on your financial lane as you transition, you've got to do two things. Have what is called contentment and focus. Any man or woman who knows where he's going is automatically focused. You cannot invite me to anything unless I know it is in my budget and in my financial mission. I'm not traveling to you with any stack due unless I know it is in my financial mission or it's in my financial mission. It's, it's not going to happen. And many of you go as far as seven times in a year because they came for yours. Many of you need to understand that what you're doing has financial consequences. To make a calculation of that. There's a gentleman who sat down with me. He says, I said, is this all? He says, yes. The wife said, are you sure you told Pastor all? I said, what is the rest? He says, oh, I'm planning to go to uh, somewhere in, in America for a start. I said, you're not going. This is as simple as that. Yeah, but they came for mine. I said, well, I apologize that somebody has taken over your finances and is your pastor. Let them come and speak to me. The problem is you didn't stay in your own lane. Because you saw everybody else do that, you think you have to do that. I want to encourage you. How many... 
How many stud dues have added to your marriage? Tell me, men, tell me, apart, just men, apart from you not being caught, tell me, tell me, tell, tell me where this has been an asset or more likely a liability. If you've got the money, I don't, I don't care about it. But most of the time, we don't stay in our lane. The fact that someone can afford it doesn't mean I can afford it. The girl that's carrying that bag, you're not there yet. You're not there yet. The fact that she bought that wig, which comes from Brazil, you're not there yet. School natural. It will be okay for you for now. Because you want to get to where someone else has ended. You're comparing yourself to a 55-year-old woman, a 50-year-old woman. Who, 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 look at her hair when she was 25. And you're fussing right now. Many of you are fussing on so many things that you're not supposed to fuss about. Stay in your own lane. I don't have to dress like you. I don't, 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 don't have to carry the same bag. Oh, I left that bag. I may God provide for me. Provide for what? That bag is an investment. Get over yourself. Go to, you go to Mauritius. You go to Maldives. At what age? For what? Tell him what. After one week, you've forgotten. So what happens? The rest is photographs. And a cry to God to provide for you to go on another one. Guys, you've got to learn to stay in your own lane. Don't let, don't, don't let social media kill you. The Bible says in, Psalm, in Proverbs 15, 27, it says, A greedy man brings trouble to his house. Let's read it again. Ready together again. Ready, steady, go. A greedy man, or woman, brings trouble to their family. You bring trouble. Let me give you this. When you're converted, when you're trying to do what you don't need to do, there are four things that come to you. Fatigue. You get tired. You're working so hard to, make, to impress other people. Proverbs 23, 4 says, Do not wear yourself out to be rich. Have the wisdom to show restraint. It is dumb to wear yourself out just trying to be more. The second thing it does for you is debt. It puts you in debt. Converting destroys budget. A lot of things we think we need are really great. Did you get that? Number three, conflict. James 4, 1 says, What causes fight and quarrel among you? Don't they come from the desires that battle within you? Many families and husbands and wives are fighting because you want to do something. Okay, your friend bought a five-bedroom house. So what? You know you can buy a house and it can be trouble. Number four, dissatisfaction. Things can bring happiness for a while, but the thrill doesn't last. The excitement wears off. So how do I become steadfast? Number one, stay in your lane. And number two, stay content. Stay content. The antidote to converting is contentment. Philippians 4.11 says, I've learned the secret of being content, whether living in plenty or in living in want. Learn to be content. How? Pastor, tell me how. I, I want to be content. But how? Three things. Number one, learn to rest in God's providence. If God doesn't provide it, let it go. 
If God isn't giving you the money, let it go. Number two, learn to be satisfied. Tell someone, say, be satisfied. <laughs> say to them, resist comparing yourself. Stop comparing yourself. Stop being insecure. I don't, you, you have it, I don't have it, doesn't really mean. When it's my time, it will be my time. And it makes all things what? Beautiful in my time. Learn to be satisfied. Resist comparing yourself. Many of you are so much running after money that you even leave God behind. Some of you are late today because you didn't know what clothes to wear. If you didn't know what clothes to wear, it means you have too much. You see, there was a time that I didn't need to think about what clothes to wear. The clothes was there to wear. There was no, there, was, there wasn't a choice. You, honestly, ask my wife. There wasn't a choice. The cream jacket was always there. You know, and a burgundy shoe that I got for my twin brother's wedding. That was the only thing I did. I didn't need to think about what combination. Combination. It's, it's combined already. <laughs> Many of you are you're late because you think, oh, should I wear this? You wore this as you were back. Oh, something's just really wrong. You see, you, 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 honestly, you're, you're, you're not satisfied. Many of you didn't know what, you, what wig you're going to put on this morning. You tried the first one, it didn't feel long. You tried the second one, it was too scary. You put water on it, you spread it, you tried to... You see? You, you see. It got too much. You've got the Peruvian one, you've got the Brazilian one, you've got the Nigerian one, have you got the you've got, you've got so many hairs that, 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 that if someone walks into the room and doesn't know that, they, that there's a mannequin with hairs there, you will shout, hey! Because so, 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 so you didn't know which one to wear. Learn to rest in God. Learn to be satisfied. And lastly, learn to give thanks to God in all things. Learn to thank God. During this Christmas, even learn to thank God for the food you're eating. I didn't say the quality of the food. I said the ability to eat it. You didn't get what I said. If you can put that fork inside that food and you can bring it to your mouth, say, God, I thank you. Because there are many people that they're feeding food through their nose. Many of you don't know how to thank God for the little you have. That's why it's not multiplied. Thank God that you can even wake up in the morning and put on your makeup. You can put on your shoe. When you, when you, when you recognize that, you will rest in the Lord. You young ones are killing yourself and you don't recognize that even your toenails intact is a blessing to the Almighty God. You're not good enough that they didn't stab you while you were walking. The guy who was just doing his work, a, a, a Cambridge graduate at 25, was killed on Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah. Two people were killed. Many were stabbed. What did he do? Do you think we're better than them? But you're waking up every morning depressed. You enter into December depressed. It's not the quality of the food. It is the ability to eat. Do you recognize that you can wake up, you can move from here right now, go into the toilet and come out? Many people cannot get up from where they are. They're asking for help. And sometimes people even ignore them, even in their disability. Learn to give thanks to God. Learn to be satisfied. Learn to be content. And life will become simple because he will make all things beautiful 
in his time. Did you get anything from it? You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk. Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.